Dance. Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. We are on episode 71, all right? We're getting closer to that 100 mark. And today's uh, is, honestly, I'm stoked for this one. I'm excited. That, I can't believe, like, first of all, that y'all haven't been on here yet, which <laughs> right. is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. For, and first of all, before I introduce these people, I want to let my Hispanic community know it's, it's just a band name, all right? It's not the actual immigration that is after you today. But today we have Spencer and motherfucking Cameron from Immigration. What's going Let's on, guys? Let's go. Immigration is the latest project y'all the are on The latest project, yes. Yeah, because y'all have already been on a project for years now. Um, but you're starting something new. Um, and I know, like, uh, Spencer, you're the one kind of, like, strongheading this department. You've kind of been working on this for, for quite a bit now. Yeah, um, so I started immigration with my little brother who passed away seven years ago. Uh, we're both half Mexican, so we found it humorous, mm-hmm. you know, being from the country and not not a lot of people being in bands. Just call it immigration, and we, and we heard about it all the time, you know, because, I mean, Trump was going to be elected, and I know, like, I don't want to talk about politics, but it was just something that was on our mind constantly. Yeah. We heard immigration this, immigration that, so we were like... It's a little bit hard to search on Google, like, True, but yeah. uh, we didn't give a fuck. We just fully sent it. And uh, when he passed away, I uh, put it away for a couple of years, brought it back in 2019. Uh, I put out a couple recordings with some of my friends and uh, my baby mama, Randy. She helped me out a lot with the band and, and getting it back going. Yeah. Uh, our friend Andrew, uh, he has been in and out of prison pretty much like his whole life, but he taught my little brother how to play guitar. Uh, Yo, okay. For the most part, and my brother was a shredder, and uh, yeah, no, uh, I had to put it away because of the pandemic mm. on March 14, 2020. Uh, we had got blessed uh, by Parade of Flesh. We got to play a show at Narrowhead, which is one of my favorite bands. Yeah, so that was whenever I decided I was going in the right direction, but I didn't want to do anything hesh and like go head first in anything. So I've been taking my time with this project. I started recording the album called Stellium that I'm going to be releasing fairly soon. Our first single drops July 7th. It's called Spineless. It's going to drop with a music video shot by Baby Ave. Baby Ave, you got yeah. to work. Yeah, that, that dude's been killing it lately. He recorded a video for Little Skies. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, literally, like, I was just like, I was like, I started watching, I I met, actually, Baby Ave has been in my old apartment because, like, we had a mutual friend that mm-hmm. was shooting a music video. And it was I think it was still, like, early on, like, Baby Ave. But, like, to see what like that being shot and then seeing like the type of shit that he's working on now you know uh is insane it's so awesome it's so awesome to see like people that you know and are like keep working at shit and like just start putting out like some really dope like amazing stuff and then with you like you actually like getting to work with them you know and and getting to still be part of that both of each other's kind of like journey but um the the title of the album what, what was the word again stellium what is that word uh, it's like a, a zodiac thing. Okay. So I'm a stellium Capricorn. I have eight placements in the house of Capricorn. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it's just something that stuck with me. The album cover will speak for itself whenever Gosh. you see it. So. I'm excited. I've been saying, like, I saw the little, like, uh, uh, like stills from, like, the music video that y'all were shooting, and mm. it just looks fucking fun. I mean, and I. I might have seen a little bit of the the actual video, but uh, it it's, it looks awesome. I, they, which goes to show, I think, in what you're saying, it's like that you don't want to just like rush something and just put something out like half ass, like literally with every step of this thing that seems like it just popped out of nowhere, and it's just like this looks amazing, like right away, like this is. But it's not like I said, it's something you've been working on for quite a bit. Um, which is really cool, and that's why it's exciting. I think people have like seen y'all in uh, other projects and before, and are already a hundred percent confident like about this, like being great. And then also the effort that you're putting into it kind of shows with with the music. You know, you've been writing it for quite a you know quite a bit. You know, you started writing it uh, uh, years back. Um, as far as like because you primarily wrote you know most of these parts together, what was your intent behind like the actual music like what was i actually kind of wrote everything through? everything everything oh shit yeah. okay <laughs> uh, i will say uh I've, I've been recording this album since 2020 and joe uh you know a producer adds or subtracts mm-hmm. i'll say he created some atmospheric keys mm-hmm. in the background of some of the tracks and he ad-libbed a little bit of guitar on a couple but everything this is like my this is my baby 
This is my. So what's so what was like your not purpose, but let's say I mean we could tackle this from every angle because you wrote everything. So we, um, I'll go with what something like I'm more familiar with. So so lyrically and like conceptually, what's what was that kind of like that you were working with? I stay on my lover boy shit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I fucking uh, yeah, bro. I, I a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mean, definitely not really comfortable in in relationships like I, I feel like i i don't know i might be alone for a long time but that's really what it's about and i don't know a lot of it is finding comfort in being alone yeah is that uh that's i mean it's always like a for me like it's always been like my favorite thing to listen to and write like uh once i started like being in a band and writing music <laughs> it's one thing i never really got to tackle with like the songs i wrote because i didn't get comfortable with writing until like the last thing that i wrote and i'm like oh this is a really good song and then after that, i was like oh i want to write this stuff and i never really got to put something out but it's relationships and just like love and that feeling you know what i mean it's it's really uh a powerful like emotion that's like very i don't know it's just very easy to write about because like everybody like i don't know I, I feel like everybody has to have like moments where it just sucks like in in relationships and loves and it's just like oh and it, it that moment feels real it's like oh yeah like i it's easily um, relatable. Everybody goes. Everybody yeah, goes everybody does. Although in the moment, it always feels it's just happening to you. Like in the moment, like it's it's real strong where you're just like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like this is this is what it feels like. But you touched on being comfortable and being alone. Uh, is that something that you like? Kind of took a few uh, maybe years or stuff to be at that place right now. I'm 29 and I'm still yeah. not comfortable yeah. being alone. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I, I prefer company. I like being around people. I like getting to know people. I like touching people and and just like experiencing people. Like it's I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like being alone. But whenever I can find comfort in myself, it's usually in pride of, you know, accomplishing something or bringing my own visions to to life like mm-hmm. these songs and stuff that I I've been writing for years like on the spineless video, the one that you saw, I directed that. That's yeah. my directorial debut, yeah. and uh, so I'm like proud of that. Uh, I also directed the second video. We also shot that with. You already shot a second video. Yeah, we shot. A Holy video. shit! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, no, uh, the ground fucking running. Yeah, we've got two more coming. Uh, the next one's going to be shot on July 16th, uh, and it's going to be done on a VHS like camera with Blaze Yunkin from somebody else. Holy shit, that yeah. sounds fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, even know I like to go about editing on tape. Be, because of our style, mm-hmm. like alternative, grunge, gaze, yeah. emo, like mixture of all that, I want to uh, give like people an opportunity to see like the produced videos that I can do, the big <clears throat> full-on production with the lights, the camera, the action. I also want them to, you know, feel the real raw like mm-hmm. like style and being a 90s kid, most of my influence are from the 90s. So this is like a big overall creative project for you where it's not just an avenue of like just music that you're writing you're you really want to express this art as like a whole with every i feel like there's like a bunch of like it's like with directing you know with uh uh working on like the actual visuals of it writing everything so it's i feel like that's kind of where this is going i feel like you're just gonna like keep finding different ways to express the same art that's being put out by the music is, is that kind of like something that you're, you're pushing for i'm extremely ready to be known as a visual artist mm-hmm. as far as like my own right not just somebody else's guitar player which is fine mm-hmm. like i love playing guitar i love being on stage i love being in a packed venue and touring i love it it's it's what i've dreamt of since i was a kid mm-hmm. um but yeah it's my turn Nice. I think yeah, definitely. Because I, I mean, I've, I get, I, I've known you. I first got to know you with uh, it is what it is. But then uh, we, you know, we started talking, and even like earlier this year, I started hearing a different like project, like just songs that you had been writing. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know that that was completely different than this. This is a completely other project. So you're just like constantly being creative. So I think like I started seeing that, and and you know maybe you know my fault for being like one dimensional i was just like oh, okay you know the it is what it is was any, the only thing that i was kind of like looking at you as and uh being able to see like how like your range of stuff is really fucking cool that's what you sent me like all this stuff i'm like this is fucking dope like it's so like really cool and then like you start realizing like oh i can't believe like it's been keeping under like wraps for like a minute you know and then finally getting a chance to to put it out like must feel amazing also yeah i also think it's just the right time you know narrowhead just dropped a great album mm. um bands like that are doing alternative and and 
like grunge gaze, I guess, yeah. like emo gaze. Like it's just popping right now, and it's kind of cool for me because that's you know what I always wanted to make, and it's just easy for me. It pours out of me. Yeah, and you got. I mean, you you got a great team also like to play with you like live and like help you like you know keep pushing that vision uh hand selected selected. yeah i I can that definitely is what that looks like when i looked at everybody who was on there i'm like these are all like perfect like people to work with like uh i mean first of all like i needed like how quick was like that answer like to be part of this like how was like i was like begging him to be part of that (laughs) well he's my best fucking friend (laughs) like you were in the running but (laughs) at at first he's like bro it's called immigration i think everybody needs to be brown (laughs) i was like bro come on you know i'll start tanning right now (laughs) i gotta gotta start on it shit no uh but i was bad i'm like bro you gotta let me come on bro you know i could do this and so he finally he finally got me in on it it's like okay he flip-flopped on me a few times yeah maybe yeah yeah. and then so we sealed the deal and that's project number three together so well i mean with that like your chemistry is you already know that that's like perfect like you you know how to work with each other and communicate with each other i also think sometimes when you have a vision you step outside of it Mm -hmm. and you're gonna get a better result like you know what i mean i got badger I got Cameron, mm-hmm. like both two of my favorite white boys, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's they're perfect. Like if we are, if immigration was a fucking bowl of ice cream, I'm the strawberry, Badger's the chocolate, <laughs> you're vanilla, Austin's the whipped cream, and Edward's that cherry. Edward's yeah. that cherry, boy, I love that man, dude. And he, like, first of all, like he's been in like every fucking band, but like he, what I like about that is that he. At first, I'm like, there's got to be a way, like, he's stretching himself then. But he, like, whole asses every fucking project that he does, mm-hmm. and he's in a bunch. Like, he's, like, played through a bunch. He's a great person just overall. And just, like, being able to be adaptive and creative and, like, sit, like fall into, like, these spots. Like, uh, I'm just, I've just been, like, before we were friends, I feel like I was a fan. And then, like, we became, like, actual, like, really good friends. Um, so anytime I see him being part of something, like, I'm, I'm completely behind it and like i was already like behind it here and then when i saw the unveiling of the band i'm just like oh this is this is sick these are all like really fucking great musicians and this is gonna be fun as fuck like you know what i mean like it's starting off the project but like to be able to the right group to be able to push that vision for you because i know like you you know you had a vision of what you were looking for but i feel like you've got a great team to help you push that which is really cool um yeah, did the, uh, was that like a long process, like finding everybody that you wanted to be in it, or how, how did how was hard was those decisions? Not really. No, it was just kind of natural. Yeah, like, I mean, I knew I had a drummer lined up, but he lived kind of far, and I was like talking to Cameron about it. I was just like, let's do it. Uh, Badger, I met him when he was fourteen, and I walked into his house, and I heard like drums and shit, and just I walked to the back room, and he's just playing Helena on drums, little kid, yeah. and singing his ass off. His dad's his dad was a mailman in our hometown, and he's playing the guitar. And they're just rocking out, and I've just known he was special ever since. I, I used to own a, a small independent record label called Weird Planet Records, and I, I put his band, Darks and Charlies, on it. They're like a synth pop band. Mm-hmm. He's just always been a very talented kid in my eyes, and I've always held a special place in my heart for him and his mm-hmm. uh, his fiance Rachel. Shout out Badger and Rachel. Dude. I didn't know that about the the independent record label. Yeah. Wow. How uh, how long did you have that? Uh, I had it from, I want to say 2015 to 2017 or something. Uh, I signed like Milo, like Steffi's acoustic project. Oh yeah. Uh, Gas station sushi, and I try to push some of my friends' uh, acoustic projects and uh, some of the original immigration recordings. But I was out in the middle of nowhere. That's that's another reason that me and Cameron have so much to relate on mm-hmm. is we're both we both come from very small towns. Well, that's what like uh, I I uh, again like I'm I'm just barely I feel like starting to like learn like little like tidbits and stuff about like y'all because like you were like uh we were talking about like coffee he was like oh I, like, you know i was like coffee and water is fine like we're country boys this and that and i'm like wait you all y'all are like i was like i was like i didn't like i don't know exactly i realized that i'm like oh i know surface level stuff and like we're friends and stuff but like oh like i don't know all these like little details of but that's so coming from a background like that and now being 
in I, I mean DFW's huge for music. So how was how was like that move over? I mean, did you it was did you move fucking, on your own or did you like it, move with the family? It was a little sad and then it was fucking beautiful like at the same time like had to, you know, get rid of a house in Greenville to to move move out to to Dallas. I moved out there in 2019. Mm-hmm. I've only had an Instagram account to, since 2019. Like my personal Instagram. I am late to the game on everything. I'm 29 and I did not move to Dallas till I was 25 years old. Whoa. So like that's whenever I joined it is what it is. Yeah. And that's whenever I felt uh that I started to be noticed more cuz I had been playing shows in DFW with a language learned my first city band and You were in a language learned? That was me, the singer. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, that, with oh. the long ass hair. That was me. Oh my god! Had really fucking Holy long shit! Hair. I remember <laughs> seeing y'all. Uh, I think it was a profit bar one time. Oh my god! Anyways, hell yeah, with Stolas. Yeah, fuck yeah, fucking Stolas is crazy. Sergio, what, is it Gomez? Is, I can't remember the guitar player for yeah. Stolas. I I need to see him fall one time because that dude's been like jumping on his amp and doing all this shit and never not once not trip like not anything and I'm like this is nuts. But that's yeah, that was the show. That is like, yeah, they're sick. But damn, okay, so you've been so you were playing with like other bands but that's kind of like it is what it is when you kind of started getting maybe a little bit more out into the community and stuff yeah i mean i think uh jesse is a friend to the entire dfw Pretty community <laughs> shout out jesse fucking he love is. that guy yeah. he uh and yes. he's he, he's cooking he's cooking hard right now yeah that's all i can say like sometimes uh we're a little slow to the drop uh, as a collective mm-hmm. but we got so much shit in the gun yeah like, just loaded so it's ready. Right. You, yeah. you get to you know pop it off whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, shout out. It is what it is. June first. Yeah. Uh, Blue Slips sink ships is oh, out yeah. on all oh, platforms. That fucking June 1st. title. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse told me. Jesse was here like what a week a week or two ago, and uh, he let go that title, and I'm like, bro, I fucking love that. It's, it's okay. so fucking emo. Yeah, yeah. I literally. <laughs> it, it instantly puts me to from under the cork tree. To Pretty much, real. yeah. yeah. With the, the, fucking, the last song. Oh, EXO. Oh shit! Yeah. Like, damn, I don't remember that one. But I remember like he, he showed me that. Uh, it's 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 good. I I love Jesse. Um, it's just crazy because like uh, he the, they came back and I realized that uh it, they were the first guest on the podcast. Ever. That was episode one. That was episode one. Fuck Jesse yeah, was? Jesse was Holy episode shit. one. Yeah. Oh. I literally I was like I was like hey like I'm I need to do this. And I'm like I I'm nervous like I don't know like who to ask like do you want to come on it's like we'll we'll make it whatever you know what I mean and it was like the shortest one we did but I was like okay like I'm comfortable now Fuck <laughs> so yeah. I Hell yeah. came back I'm like yeah badass um, and it's crazy to see like everything that's happened like just between those two points dude I'm loving looking at these fucking pictures man you do a lot for DFW between noise rot and this fucking podcast and the fest like, yeah. yeah it's fun it's I'm fun. like really like, glad to be here I feel I feel good talking to you right that's now that's literally why like we wanted to do it as a collective like the the podcast uh, i mean i've said this story a bunch of times but it was it was a temporary gig it was just like six episodes to promote the festival and that's all right. it was going to be and then uh and then i was like you know like what if, let me just interview like more people like let's see i was having fun and then like a month in i'm just like this is fucking great like i enjoy like this and for me like, i'm just like i like all like all the artists like all the people are either my friends or just like people that i'm a fan of and just like all this stuff and i get to just talk and learn about like you know the fucking small shit and the intricacies of stuff where you know i and i always kind of bring it up like this at a show you know you get a a little bit of a conversation be like oh this and that but you don't get like you know the time to sit down and be like okay explain to me like you know why are you writing this or like what what's the motivation like again like your background of where you come from again coming from a small town uh it's just it's just awesome like to me so like to me it's just like that's that's the reward in itself that's why i do it you know what i mean like all this stuff uh you know what we've like upgraded and what it is now is just because like i love doing this and i want to make sure like it's it's as comfortable for people to come and i hope like people have fun like when they get here yeah no this is a fucking hell of a way to start a sunday afternoon man (laughs) um but okay so 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 camera you come kind of like from the same like a little background as as far as like uh similar yeah um i'm from a little bitty town northwest of fort worth Mm -hmm. called boyd um wise county uh and that's that's pretty much where I grew up. Um, I've always played 
drums and music. My dad's a musician. My grandmother's a musician. All our brothers and sisters were in a country western band together. Really? Played in Vegas and stuff. Holy shit. So, like, yeah, it's always been in my family. I've always jammed with my dad. He's a guitar player. But, like, I had no idea, like, the local music scene yeah. existed. Like, I was always a fan of, like, all the Warp Tour stuff that you're mm -hmm. asking Alexandria's and bison men august burns red like i loved all that shit through middle school and high school like i had a group of friends we all liked that mm -hmm. but like i graduated with 80 something people it's not wow like, like we're <laughs> tiny little yeah. little cow town like literally in, like like you knew every, you knew everybody in that graduating class. Yeah, yeah yeah like i knew everybody like it was pretty cool with everybody but i like, didn't know the music scene existed and I went to a random show. It was like the Plot and You era and Vent Animate. I think Islander, right? Sick. At the door. Islander. Oh, and that was when the door had the side stage. And there was like local bands playing between every one of them. Every band on the tour. Yeah. And one of those bands was actually Trials of Man with Jesse and Jonathan playing. Oh, yeah. And there were some other bands like Far From Earth and Begotten and Navajo. I think where the band's playing yeah. that night, and I, my my like head exploded. I was like, "How do I do this? Yeah, I want to be a part of this." And just over That's time, eventually met everybody, and then a few years later, Jesse asked me to be in his band, and That's that was the, first the serious local project. Scene opening up to like you is like a is a it's an interesting moment, like when you realize that that shit is around you. Because I remember like going through that. Because I would again, I was like, I think I was introduced. I was it. I think I came in late into the game to being like even into like uh like heavier music just in general. Um so I had to be eased into it. So like the the bands that I was like listening to was like uh a day to remember cuz like they would mix it up with like poppy like choruses and stuff and then have some heavy stuff and then like uh I think like uh I I remember into Shikari, Sorry You're Not a Winner was like a big one, but like little mm -hmm. stuff. Um but that was like when I was first getting. So I remember going to like Warp Tour just to see one band and then mm -hmm. like seeing every cuz I remember seeing Random. I only knew a day to remember, but like Paramore was there, and like Angels and Airways, like all this like other stuff. But I only knew that that big scene, like the bigger scene. And I don't. I think it's because one of my friends still played it. Actually, DJ DJ is bad. I didn't know him at the time, Daniel. Uh, but I knew who would be my guitar player in Under Oblivion was Richard, and they played in a band together still. So I think they invited me to. Uh, a show at Tomcast, I think, and it was yeah. the first time that Rip. I was like, "R.I.P. R.I.P." About such a uh, great, great little venue. And again, I didn't know what the fuck I was going into because I was like, the way it was tucked away back there. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I'm ever going to anything local, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is back here?" Whatever. And it just being like seeing all the bands, I'm like, I don't know any of these fucking bands like at mm -hmm. all. But like. They were fucking good, and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is. I go, these are. I go, who are these? I was like, oh, we're like, and then I think just in through my friends talking to those other people and realizing, oh, these are all just fucking people around the same area that I live in, and then that's when it kind of clicked. It's like, oh, I, I can do that. You know what I mean? Because like I tried to like to have a band in high school, but it was limited to just like playing to my to people that knew me, so people mm -hmm. like from my high school and stuff like that. But as far as like being able to play for strangers. That like never was a possibility. For me, it was just like you're either playing for your friends or you're either really famous. And there was no like I didn't know what that journey looked like. Right. But then being able to see people like do that and then see see fucking bands now that have done it and like are doing crazy ass shit. I mean, Jonathan was here the other week and like Unity's fucking. Yeah, on shout, there. Out like, Unity. shout out yeah. Unity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're doing amazing things and they again played. I uh you know playing the same venues that I like when I was in a band playing. So like the stuff is like it's real you know what i mean like you see mm -hmm. it and it's so cool to see your friends just like again doing the shit that they love and being seeing that it's possible and it's just like it's fun you know it's fun to be part of it. you meet so yeah. many good people like yeah um jesse was one of like uh the friends that i've kept through like a few years now now that it was just because our bands played like similar shows together and it was it's good i, I think i love the scene for that because it's it's really easy to to find you know good people that are just like I feel like I've the people that I've like kept and like and still in like my life all just want to see like everybody else fucking thrive and it's it's fantastic and I think that's the type of support that y'all have been receiving. Um, is that kind of what it's felt like since since you started this this new project? I mean, with immigration, like I've honestly <laughs> kept it under wraps. We're about to drop the pre-save link like this week yeah. and and start like posting pictures, but the like follower count has gone up. 
Um, people have known me for a while. Uh, like, I guess I, I came into the scene with a language learned. That was a band created by Nick Womack, the original mm-hmm. owner of Die. Mm-hmm. And so my baby mama, uh, Randy, had gone to high school with Dalton Banfield at Forney, and he was their original drummer. Okay. So that's like how I kind of got in with all those people, and I just I met people like like Danny, who ended up doing my my first ever music video for in 2020 during the pandemic with uh, Avery. Mm-hmm. So this like I've worked with Avery now. This this last video was our eighth or ninth video, because uh, <clears throat> we've done we've just done several with several different people: Emotional Zen, Alexis Monroe, yeah. Immigration, Danny Goo. It is what it is. Like. So I'm gonna just. I'm honestly gonna keep working with Avery for a long time. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite people that I've ever met. Shout out, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, he's, oh, that's he's from Wichita Falls. I was born in Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls. Yeah. That's a baby. That's from there too. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He went to right like high school. Right around the. I saw that. Court. That like blew my mind. He's in DFW. <laughs> I was fucking. I was born in Pittsburgh, Texas. Pit, there's a Pittsburgh in Texas? It's where the hot links are from, man. Those Pittsburgh hot links are not from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They're from East Texas. They're East Texas links. What the fuck? But yeah, that's where you got That's where you got it. Yeah. That's going to be the first immigration sponsor for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, honestly, like, right now, everything's crunched as well. Uh, I'm, I'm looking extremely forward to this national tour that me and Cameron are about to go on with Emotional Zen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going on the Hey Asshole tour every day. With NASCAR Allo, uh, who signed to Epitaph. We're going out with Dirty Butt and our homeboy Stink. And uh, yeah, uh, we leave on Saturday. Uh, we're going up to LA. We're going to shoot a video with Lost Noise. Shout out Lost Noise. Um, going up to Fresno, and that's just where it starts, but it's going to be an insane month. That's, that's nuts. You, y'all have been part of Emotional Zan for. I, I helped start I originally right. was the drummer uh, Whenever he went to uh, New Metal Having a band Yeah mm. Whenever he whenever he decided that he didn't want to Do rap as much like He still He just put out a rap single Called Change mm-hmm. uh, Like I think like Two weeks ago Maybe one week But uh, Yeah he dropped that first New Metal album And I helped him get it Off the ground Cause in in May of 2021, NASCAR Allo hit him up and was like, "Hey, you want to do a Texas tour?" And he hit me up on April like 15th, and we had exactly like one month. And oh, I was like, shit. "I was <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I want to go on tour. Fucking yeah. COVID's been killing me, dude. Yeah. Like, let's fucking go." So I think we were some of the first people back out to venues. But we got to play Come and Take It. Uh, we got to play the Rock Box, and we got to play Creators Don't Die. And these shows were fucking packed. They're crazy, and it was a culture that I didn't know existed that I'd never yeah. been a part of. Like I didn't know who NASCAR was mm-hmm. whenever I first hopped in Emotional Zan's band. And uh, like I said, I was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Eventually, our guitarist uh, joined the joined the Navy. Navy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, shout out Stud. Uh, I was like, dude, I I know several drummers that are fucking better than me at drums. I have better gear. Let's fucking Let's get the boy. So I had Cameron pull up. And, yeah. Uh, about a year ago. Yeah. A year ago now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've done, we've done one national tour with Cameron and one uh, Texas run with Nate No Face. Man. Shout out Nate No Face. Yeah. So y'all are pumped right now to go on tour. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah 100%. We are fucking chomping at the bit to get out of here. I love Dallas, <laughs> love DFW, love Texas, but fucking A, man. Whenever you know you're about to go, it's hard to fucking... It's about to be the, womp, the longest week of my life waiting for this shit. Yeah, just going <laughs> to work. Just going to work. And I quit my job for this one. Yeah? Yeah, I've, oh, been, at, I've been at a food pantry uh, managing distributions and offsite distributions yeah. and, uh, and receiving uh, for the last two years. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to keep it after... Like not having PTO and taking this long, it's going to yeah. be about six weeks. So, so how does it, okay? So that's something that like at some point, everybody chasing something is going to have to come to terms with, right? Yeah. So how was how was that moment for you? Because it's something like I, I don't think I again like until like I really started trying to take stuff and not even a little more serious, but I I realized that I'm like oh I don't, I'm only seeing. Whatever I was doing, whether it was a band, anything creative that I was doing, I was only seeing it up to a point. And I'm like, why can't I get past that point? And it's like, oh, it's because I wasn't, my brain didn't want to, didn't want to let me go and have that decision. Like, oh, one day, like, 
if this is to go, you know, whatever I was doing to go past like a certain levels, stuff will have to be sacrificed, like real shit, not just like, you know, you know, time or uh, things that are manageable for me right now, you know, like there'll be something to be like, oh, this is an actual hard decision, you know what I mean? Because once you make it, like, it's not like easily reversible or whatever, you know, you don't so, like, get like that, you, know? you don't get career level results from hobby level commi- commitment. Yeah. And so like making the choice to quit your job like that's a career level commitment and it's scary that's a choice yeah Yeah. i was thinking on this tour that i was going to be faced with a similar thing Mm -hmm. i work for a small company it's just like me my boss and another guy there's three of us and i've worked for him for five years now Mm -hmm. and with this coming up this is gonna be the second time i'm gonna try to take a month plus off like i did it last september right Mm -hmm. last year for the first national tour and man i was so nervous my heart was pounding i walk in the office to go talk to my boss i'm like um yeah uh i'm doing this it'd be cool if i still had a job when i got back but (laughs) yeah and he's like yeah i'll work with you i've known you forever yeah so but like yeah fully knowing that's like oh it might not work out yeah uh, like i might be trying to find a new job and all of that going into this tour but which like in this case you, you're saying that like it, that's kind of like what happened here right you weren't mm-hmm. it wasn't able to work out what i can say though is like i feel like something that both us like dudes being from the country and shit like everybody that loves us or cares about us or knows us on a personal level we got a lot of people that give a fuck about us and mm-hmm. like a lot of people that are like pushing us like just go just mm-hmm. keep going like you're there's shit happening for you that yeah. you know you're doing things so like don't stop there momentum is a very important like it's just a very important like i guess principle and yeah. and thing to keep in pocket momentum is is necessary for for any type of entertainment industry yeah like you have to strike when that fucking iron's hot and just and keep going as much as you can because like with anything you know i've i've had it just in like just regular life like if i'm doing really well at something and suddenly like i stop day or two or whatever whatever like length of time like matters um is enough to like oh it slows down then it starts it doesn't for me it doesn't like i don't stop immediately but it starts slowing down and it's easier to it's easier to be like oh i don't have to do this now and then then then, then it just keeps going down then i'm like oh shit now i gotta fucking to get to where i was i gotta fucking pick it back up and it's you know it's hard but that's one thing you can't i feel like in in music or entertainment like you have to take those opportunities because as much as it is talent as much as it is you know knowing the right people it's it's that with luck like you have to you you get lucky like with some opportunities you create some for you and there's hard work in it yes but there are those chances that just break and like you you have to be able to take that that risk and yeah. and as scary as it is you have to be ready like oh it might not amount to anything but like it it might you know it could you also know? like that opportunity especially speaking of like big tours like that mm-hmm. could never come again you never know like what's gonna happen you don't know someone's car could flip going down the highway and like your whole world's turned upside down the pandemic so is a like, big example yeah the pandemic is a big example of like you think one thing is going exactly new nobody ever fucking thought that that would happen all these like livelihoods as people like concerts think about everything that was fucking canceled that year and you know um with like i guess what people see as like big level and like celebrities or like or, or like these giant like rock stars or pop stars always said oh like you know they're already rich or whatever but like there's there were bands that were making their living with touring because like with bands like that's normally where you make your money is like you mm-hmm. going on the road you know and, and hitting on stuff and then that completely being taken away out of nowhere like if you're not prepared for that we like unfortunately like, we lost a lot of bands you know like or a lot of like musicians that you know i, I don't make have it. enough time to bounce back you know? we lost a lot of people lost a lot of people in general yeah yeah and it's sad and it's it's something that you don't i think i think that was one of the like eye-openers that people got. I was like, oh, shit. Like, where, Figure where out a what lot the of fuck you it. care about. Figure yeah. out what the fuck you care about and put it up front. It's yeah. Like, it ain't, it, once it's gone, it ain't coming back. Yeah. Yeah, because it really, it really is... You don't... We don't know shit. As much as we think we know where our lives are headed, you know, it's, it, it's, it's fucking shitty and stuff as, as it might feel to think about it's like oh yeah you know we don't know what's gonna happen walking out this you know right after this you know, you know what, what's gonna happen and, and 
which is why you have to, you know, whatever you, like you're saying, whatever you give a fuck about, whatever you care about, whatever is your passion, whatever you love, that's what your focus should be. Like all the little shit where you're like, oh, I can, uh, you know, I'm just going to wait to do what I love here or to, you know, to focus on what I actually want to focus later is like that later, you know, might not ever come for you, you know, depending on what. That's the worst thing you can do is sit there and wait for something, wait to do something. It it drives me crazy when people say stuff like that. It's like, bro, like, do it now. Like, you're not promised tomorrow. I heard... Go, whatever you want to do, do it now. That sticks with me is, like, once you, like, one, step one is figuring out what you care about, what are you passionate about. Step two, everything from now on should be, like, every decision you make should be in service and purpose of whatever that passion was. He's like, and that was, like... I was like, that's the most real that I've ever gotten. I was like, yes, like once you figure out the big thing here, okay, everything that you do in your life, the way you, you know, speak to other people, the way you create your community around you, whoever you're hanging out with, everything, decision, every step of your life, like needs to be to get here, to get to, or pursue, or, you know, have whatever it is that you, you decided that it was. And, you know, that changes, but you, you can always, like, it just needs to be in purpose. You can't be like, oh, okay. I will, you know, I want to get here, but I'm going to keep fucking around with this over here, and then I'll get there eventually, you know, because that, that's, if you're going here, and you start taking detours over here, like, it just, you're going to take longer. 100%, bro. Yeah. I've had a very, like, momentous year, like, with, with immigration and getting shit done, but, mm-hmm. you know, all my life, like, I guess since I was, like, 14, I had problems with drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. but, like, this year, I've, you know, cut back as much as I could, yeah. you know, to, like, make sure that I got to do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you realize that. You realize how... Um, again, you, I, I don't know, like maybe I, I just feel like when I was younger, I felt like I could, I could do all of it. You know what I mean? And I, you get, you have a little bit, at least for me, I had more like a feeling of invincibility. So I'm just like, or, and, and time. I was like, oh, I have so much time to figure this shit out. And then you start realizing that you fucking don't. You know what I mean? You know, when you start losing people, when you start, you know, just seeing that shit around you, it's like, oh, you don't, you don't get this. And until I make that decision, it doesn't even fucking matter, like everybody around me telling, like telling me that I need to do this or trying to help me because if I don't make that decision, like I'm not fucking going anywhere, and and that's what happened. So for me, like it was, uh, I, dude, alcohol was fucking crazy. Like I was like, uh, very very like it was very like controlling like most of my life when I was like a lot younger, um, and it took a lot, quite a bit before like I was like oh, okay like. I need to stop this. And it wasn't like the actual like rock bottoms that should have been those. It was like the most random time in my life where it was where it was like, okay, like I'm ready to to change this around. But it was like that's why I tell people it's like you your rock bottom is always like where you choose it to be. It's like it's not where people see it and be like, Oh, that's gonna be the moment. Cause it might not. You can always sink lower, you can always sink like to all this stuff. Um, but once you again, once you realize what do I want, it's like, oh okay, like I want to you know i want to be seen as like a good person like that's probably what my passion is like as like oh okay i want to i want to be a good person i want to make sure that people around me feel comfortable around me feel like uh, you know we're friends like i want to make people feel like at home like with me and that's like my big thing so that's why everything that well, i try to do you crush it bro <laughs> yeah, you yeah. crush it your positivity yeah. is it definitely shines in a dark room on a, in deep lm watching the show man i see you i want to give you a hug dude cuz you're just a good dude i appreciate like, that but yeah up, that's, that's literally yeah that's that's what i feel like i don't know whatever calling that is i'm like that's the person i want to be so it's not always easy but that's what like i want to do like cuz i would I know the person that I have been and like and once I realized like oh like these are the people that I kind of didn't you know allow that did the opposite and made them you know feel terrible about this stuff I'm like I don't want to do that again so that was like my turning point and big so like everything I've done like with music with you know the podcast with all this like every creative endeavor anything that I do out in my real life like that's my purpose so every decision that I make is for that you know uh, it's the 21st right today yeah Uh, I think so I finished probation in three days. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like really feeling up about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got a DWI in 2020 that like really slowed me down. Yeah. I wouldn't say that that was rock bottom, but it sucked mad dick. Bro, you tell it like a lot of people know, and I don't care. Like I've had, I've had two. Like right. I had two when I was younger, and I had them like I had got one, and then uh, while that one was in process, I got another one. Like, that's how, yeah, and it was just like I. 
I, we, I, one of the things, like, they made us do, we made us go to, like, this fucking class, and I had to take it. And it, side note, like, the class was more of, like, teaching you how to get away with DWIs than it was, like, teaching you not to do these, because it was like, this is what you want to do. I'm like, what are you doing? But anyways, <laughs> like, there was a worksheet that they made us do, and I was like, we're going to calculate just, just how much this has cost you. And I'm not going to lie, it's, with everything, like, all the fees, lawyer fees, all that stuff, it was over 20 grand. Fucking hell, that's man. That's just money. You Fucking know what I mean? Hell. That's just money. Like, yeah. you think about time. Yeah. You think about shit. Like, I wasn't like I wasn't able to drive for a good while. I almost lost my job. I, I got you a lot miss of work. Breaks. Yeah, to go to fucking I got court. Court, yeah. you know, court. And uh, I, the second time, uh, I uh, called my boss from jail because they were the only ones that answered. And, like, literally, I was just like, hey, like, I'm here. I need you to write these numbers down. I need you to call them to where I'm at so they can come get me. And this lady, like, you know, shout out that boss. Her name was Vicky. Uh, shout she out Vicky. She called, like, all my family and told them, like, the information that I told her. Didn't say shit to anybody. And she was my manager, direct manager, uh, and didn't tell anybody about it. Just called me in sick. And just, like, after that, we had a talk. Gave me a promotion, like, months later once I, like, started working. But, like, so I realized the opportunities that, like, I was getting. And I'm, like, and that's when I felt at the bottom because I'm, like, I don't fucking deserve these you know what i mean so i was like figuring out so for me it was like how do i make sure that i anytime something good in my life comes in i don't have to like second guess why it's happening to me so now like when stuff comes my way i'm just like yes i've this is what i work for like it's not i don't feel bad about any of like these good things coming my way because i'm like yeah like because i've been i have been working like that's What's my purpose? Like that's what I. You been deserve happiness just as much as anybody else, but and everybody does. But it's it's, it's it's hard, like to to, and I, I know now not to beat myself up, and I shouldn't like have been thinking that way. But it all comes with you know now that I, it's it's about effort. You know what I mean? I just like, want to say, bro, yeah. I see you in the gym, dude. You're fucking killing it. <laughs> like you. you're talking about effort. You're talking about doing good things. One of the biggest things you can do for yourself is take care of your body, and it's fucking beautiful to watch you shred. It's like, it's it's it's. The first time, this is probably the first time I've ever gone into it with a more like it's for my actual like well being, not only like body, not only like what I look like, but just like what I feel like. Like yeah. it just makes me feel like a more no, positive mental, person. Yeah. yeah, I see you, dude. I see you getting it out. I can, I, I know what it's like in the gym. I love being in the gym. It's yeah. something that saves me. Uh, but yeah, I love seeing you do that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just working on again. It's just all like how to how to maintain positive freaking like vibes around you and it's and it's a lot more powerful than people like i think give it credit for sometimes dude it helps me hope for the best and i know like whenever i'm in there i think about shit like what what we got to do and sometimes i get burnout going to this practice that practice paying for a practice spot because i don't we don't have a we're in three fucking bands right now we haven't been able to land a good practice spot really so like we're practicing where we can when we can as much as we can mm-hmm. and it's getting fucking annoying as soon as i'm back from tour i'm fucking handling this Figuring shit but, out. but yeah. as, as far as like music it hasn't made anything hard for me yet mm-hmm. except like like Maybe one tour. Maybe one tour did at some point. <laughs> but fucking, uh, but I mean, the first time I went on tour was in 2018. I played drums for Grave Dweller. Shout out Grave Dweller. Uh, and uh, fucking, I don't know. That was my first taste of the road, and I knew it's what I wanted to do. But the road hasn't taken away a funeral, a wedding, uh, a birthday party for my daughter yet. Mm-hmm. Like anything like that. I haven't had to make a tough decision like that yet. And her yeah. birthday is July 6th. Um, even I think it was last year, my grandma passed away the night that Zan dropped the numb album, the, the new metal album. Yeah. And we had a show that night. I got a phone call in the morning that my grandma had died. And, you know, I could have like pushed up, curled up and cried about it. But, you know, like I, you know, it's music. It's mm-hmm. what I love, and I really think she would want me to be happy. Also, coincidentally, the next day, it is what it is, was going on tour in the Midwest. Yeah. And she lived in Corden, Indiana, which is 20 miles outside of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Uh, we had a show at a music festival at, at Magbar in Louisville that day, and they we had a 1 o'clock pretty shitty set time because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. nobody knows us. Yeah. But fucking uh, they moved us to, like, 5 p.m., so I could go... I got to bury my grandma and be your pop bear and, and oh, hang out wow. with my, my aunt, uncle, learn a little bit about my family and uh, see uh, a bunch of my cousin's kids I'd never met. I got It was just beautiful, bro. Just like all I'm saying is music has taken me places. This, this tour, we're going to go see the fucking Grand Canyon. 
and uh, I haven't been there since Holy I was shit. three, yeah, so I don't remember it. He's never been. Last tour, we got to see you fucking Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Put our feet in the river. Yeah. Yeah, we, we snuck so, okay. up on a little path. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Drinking we're Michelob Ultra. <laughs> yeah, we, had, like, we had, like, beers in the bag, like, weed in the bag. And we, like, walk up the trail, and there's this kind of, like, it's like a little off the off the sidewalk. There's, like, a little dirt path kind of going between the between all the shrubbery and stuff we walk in and there's a, there's this little cut in on the side of the river where like that river is just flowing that's niagara falls yeah. right there it, that river is rushing by rapids and there's this little cut in and the water is still right there like the current doesn't hit it and you, you can get about like a little more than ankle deep right there and you're still like 20 feet from like dangerous waters Crazy. and so we were chilling there and we shotgunned some like white calls and shit <laughs> Fucking rip the bong with our feet. <laughs> Just feet away from certain death. It was awesome. It was but, awesome. And and that's again something just given to you yeah. through music. Yeah. I mean like yeah. those experiences, like yeah. that's what like music brings you. It's just I mean, the experiences you have with especially like in bands, like you have like this whole like group of people that you get to grow with and you get to have like these experiences with which most of the time these are like your best friends it's like dude we get to do shit together like not only make music we get to go play it we get to travel and like see it doesn't like i I feel like it doesn't matter like where you're going like that's one thing i like i never got to do is tour but like i go it's it's hanging out with your friends that you make music with play mm-hmm. that music for like strangers in towns you don't know like but you're still playing the music that you love like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's great and then it, you get to the experiences and like i think with your grandma's is is fucking beautiful you know what i mean like you got you were given a chance again if you would have like canceled everything it took away that opportunity to have that experience with you know your family out there that you know you wouldn't have got regardless if you if like you're saying you curl up and just let you know it it, uh, it just take over and like i said you're you know your grandma would have wanted you to be happy and you have the opportunity with music to play to let go for a second to not have to think about you know that for whatever time you're on stage or for whatever time you're like on the road with your friends around the people that like love you and care about you like it's just it's just amazing i love what music does no yeah i can't i that's i i think that's one thing that i'm fucking addicted to about mm-hmm. music is going across this country and seeing people that i care about mm-hmm. like, i've only hung out with my biological father maybe four times in my life but i got to have a steak with him mm-hmm. last tour in orlando florida then he watched me rip the fuck out of a gig. Then later that night, I'm eating Molly and having a great time with my homies. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking uh, uh, this tour, I've been talking to people. I've just got people here, there, fucking everywhere, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see so much of my family. I got family in San Fran, yeah. uh, family in Denver, friends in Salt Lake, friends in Nashville. I'm, you know, probably gonna see my aunt in Indiana, yeah. uh, and I'm just really excited to just get to share more experiences with people that I give a fuck about that I don't get to see yeah. every day. That's fucking cool. That's fucking cool and beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you have a lot of opportunities to do that, you know, like with, with every project that you're you yeah. know, been involved with. Is, They're all is cooking. Every, all- everybody's fucking going hard. Everything that, I, everything that I'm involved with right now, I feel really passionate about um, and just positive. Just super positive, man. It doesn't. Like, I'm not worried about a thing right now. But I think that comes with the same. Again, you see the you see your the drive, what the the effort that you're giving into. But that's also like what's surrounding you. What yours? What you're surrounding yourself with? You know, all your projects that you're working, the people that are around you are doing the shit. You know, what I mean, are getting into, and that's like it holds. It doesn't hold you accountable, but it makes you want to keep whatever energy you are. You were talking about momentum. There are times where um people talk about being motivated um and it's it when i think about it with like uh with like working out and stuff like that people are like oh sometimes i lose motivation then i had a friend it's like yeah that's when that's why you make habits all this stuff has to be second nature it's got to be like because you do it so often it's like so when your motivation lacks your dis you know your discipline takes over so it's not because you want to like go work out today it's because you need to it's like that that's that's you know what you told yourself you were going to do and that's where you're going to do it when you have a community built around you that all has that same attitude, then when you feel like, I don't want to do this, you see everybody else, well, I'm not fucking stopping. And then they're like, okay, well, then I can't fucking either. You know what I mean? It has that extra pick-me-up without people telling you shit. Nobody has to tell you to be like, hey, dude, like you should be working on your music or whatever. It's literally just you by seeing mm-hmm. everybody else 
keep doing the people that you have around you your teams you know your your band members uh, the uh, everybody that you know is part of your life if they are on that same level then you are going to keep up to that level because you want to stay where they are like you talk as about as, like, you talking know? about that uh freaking I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Gamma, just Gamma. Yeah, Gamma. Yeah. It's good old fucking no on Instagram every day. Like y'all better be practicing. Y'all better. Practicing. Y'all be, I feel that pressure every day. I'm like, I gotta practice. I gotta practice. You know, like, he's always saying that. Yeah. I see that mark. Like, every day I see that, I'm like, I gotta go home and practice. I gotta go home and practice. Yeah, and that's <laughs> usually that's usually any any moments that I uh, that I used to catch myself like not being as motivated. I started looking at like, okay, who. It's, it was usually times where I was like self isolating. So I was just like mm. staying away from like the community that helps build me up because I knew, I guess part of me knew like, it's like, oh, if I'm around them, like I, I will have to hold myself accountable to be doing shit. But if I, you know, stay away, like I can get away with, you know, not putting in the effort. So that's why now, like, I have to constantly be around uh, that community because I know that that's what drives me to keep doing the shit that makes me happy because this shit like makes me happy doing this stuff um and it's it's weird because the when i start not doing it my brain gets to and like it's too much work like why are you doing this like what's Mm -hmm. the point of this you don't even like doing this and i do it like literally i took a break from doing the podcast and i'm like that's where my brain was at and then i like do one and i'm like what the fuck am i talking about i love this shit like what the fuck and like but you're like again like that's that's me personally like my like my brain that's the way it like wants to talk down on what i do but it's because i know what helps me i know what keeps me like active i know what's keeping my brain which again with it's a balance of everything it's a balance of like working out it's a balance about being around those people it's a balance on making sure that like i i am working towards like what i my my goal like the thing that i have set to like that's my passionate thing keep working at that and it's obviously going to make me happy because that's kind of like that's the path that i'm on you know that's the path if i keep going this way it's yielded results in my you know the way i feel the way i feel happiness so i'm like why would i deviate like from that or why would i stop it because that always every time i stop i end up feeling bad so like that's that's how i have to look at it 100 percent, dude yeah now the people you meet like being held accountable by a community is like a good thing for for a young man in my opinion you know, it's like it's almost like a sport. You know, you, you got a, you got a team. You mm-hmm. keep saying that all these different teams. So just having that and going through life not alone. Like I said, I'm a people person, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think I need all the people that I have in my life. I think they're there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I I uh, I've I've grown to to see myself as that that much, and I. I I don't know when like I really just like opened up to the idea because I've always been super social for the most part but like superficially like when i was younger Hmm. and i was just like oh like so i would people knew me and i was like super happy all the time but it was always like i was had to be this person all the time with everybody and i had i was thinking about it that way i was like okay like if i'm around these people i need to be this person so which is why like actually like why i had such a big problem like with alcohol because that's what i felt like oh when i'm with people like i have to be this level of like happy or goofy or whatever and i have to show that and this is the only way that i can like because i don't feel good right now blah, blah, blah. dude and, damn I, I just i'm sorry for interrupting yeah. bro no. i just want to say i'm glad that we have like a similar like we have a bond together by sharing that vice yeah of alcohol mm-hmm. but like i have i'm a negative motherfucker so that's one reason that i'm completely attracted to you as far as just being a human yeah like, like and, and interacting with you dude is your positivity definitely shines <laughs> man it makes me feel fucking good every yeah. time i'm around you dude i've never never caught a bad vibe good that's, but, that's my purpose but, but I, agree. <laughs> I agree yeah and that's and that's what i like because it's, it's gotten me to meet like like awesome people again y'all are excellent examples of that and and, and being able to keep people around you know what i mean that i can we can go i mean because like you know how long was it when like the pandemic was going on that we nobody saw each other and then like yeah. you see each other and you want to give everybody the biggest fucking hugs in the fucking world not too long for us yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah we were having we were having parties at the crib. We, we, we were wild. We, we were wild, and we we threw a couple underground was, little little pandemic shows. It was actually during the pandemic first time I met Ed. The, oh yeah, oh. the first time was August. The first yeah. time was August. We were like, we fuck had, this. We had a little house. <laughs> yeah, we, we threw a house show. Like we're gonna play. We're gonna invite people over. Like you, Ed, and uh, Daniel all came over, yeah. and. <laughs> 
after we played, it just turned into like a jam session. Just everybody like was passing the microphone. Oh, around. I fucking remember. And that. Ed was sitting there playing Cameron's birthday party that year. Yeah, in October. <laughs> and he was he was sitting there jamming on the guitar with a fucking quarter because he couldn't find a pick for something. <laughs> just reason. killing those strings, bro. I literally and me and, and me and him, I'd, I'd never met him before. I maybe seen him around, never talked to him, but we just sat there and jammed for like two or three hours <laughs> while everybody was passing the mic around. I was like. You're a good guitar player. I want to be in a band with you. And now I'm in a band with you. Now him. you're in a band with you. He said everybody's going to be in the band. I was like, manifestation. Man, yes, manifestation. He, he really was the cherry on top, man. He was the last person I asked like to, to do it. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to play guitar sometimes. I wrote all of this shit. Mm -hmm. So like for our set, you know, it's going to be Austin and Ed and me just fronting which is something that I, I do love doing i'm passionately a, fr a front man yeah i feel like i, I can i can reach people better mm -hmm. but I, I also love to pick up the guitar and just like have it but the three of us are just a wall of sound and it's, sound, it's sounding really good at practice we are yeah. we will not play a show until october november december yeah but trust me we've got content coming and it's it's just gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait to see what happens with this project it's, honestly it, it sounds like it's it sounds great first of all the music but it just like overall everything looks like it's gonna be so fun like that's what like i i was looking at like um i uh i was I, once i was watching like because you, you sent me the the video the first video you shot and I, I got to see it and and listen to the music with the performance all together and i'm like this is gonna go the fuck off like on shows <laughs> like I, I was already like seeing i was already feeling myself like at a show listening to this shit and i'm like yes it's gonna be yes. such a fucking wild time. Like it's yeah, fucking yeah. gonna be great. Like people are just gonna be fucking like I was like already seeing all like these shows and feeling myself and I'm like, this is fucking great. I go, this is it's which is what I love. I love seeing that live experience. Like music is great and I like I love listening to it, but the combination of being able to hear the songs that you really like, but having that live energy is something like it's just you can't compare it to anything else. That's that's when people think about like you know concerts and stuff like that, I go. That's why people like go out to that to feel that. You know, Cameron's an extremely expressive drummer. Edward is like I don't have to say shit about Edward. Like <laughs> every my, time I yeah. see like a ballista, Edward's like crazy, he's bro. always being carried around yeah. by the crowd in these crazy. random cities. Yeah, he fucking. That's wild. his. That's his drug of choice, from what I can see. It's <laughs> like is the energy of a crowd. Austin, uh, honestly, Alex, uh, Alex from Animal Jam back in the day, mm -hmm. he hit me up and he was like this is crazy dude and it's crazy to see austin going this hard because austin loves ed's energy and he's just matching that in oh, this shit, project yeah. badger 10 all the time 10 mm -hmm. all, and he's a music teacher so yeah. <clears throat> everybody's everybody's talented everybody's got it naturally everybody's got it on paper and i'm just really i trust in this band i trust in everything that i'm doing right now with with every project or i wouldn't be doing it so. yeah i feel like every i feel like that's why like every everybody has at least it has any bit of experience with like with y'all is is already like on board and like 100 percent like ready for this and just like ready to hear it and ready to like experience it because they again they've been witness to it you know what i mean not just like oh like i hear about this anybody who's experienced anything with you is like okay like they're backing this like that's why like i, I yeah. felt like it when you literally like we're just dropping like again just like teasers of stuff and then like being able to like hear some of it and then like watch the video and do all this stuff i'm like yeah it all perfectly makes sense like it's all like because it's all good like it's all good and it's all working so i'm like again i i hope people like are getting hyped for it as much as like i am because it's i i already know it's gonna be so good and i only know like the tip of the tip of the iceberg like not right. even that much like you know y'all like already know a lot more and then you like seeing the whole vision have it all appear like i can see it every time like you talk about it i can see like part of it is coming out what you're explaining to me but there's a whole bunch of shit like being worked on over here for the future and that's what like has got me pumped is that i can see like that shit working in your head and i'm like dude like what i'm hearing and seeing is only just like the start of this like it's it's got so much infinite potential and i'm i'm, I'm excited as fuck um but yeah so you you said you do have some stuff dropping this summer yeah, July 7th, as soon as our tour is up, uh, we're going to drop the single for Spineless, the first 
track off the album Stellium by Immigration, and uh, it's going to drop with a video that was shot by Baby Ave, uh, and the cover art for the single was done by Daisy Jalen, Energetic Enigma, I yeah. love you. Uh, I'm really glad that I have all these friends, dude, to like help me. Like If I see it, I can I, I can create, I can bring everybody together and get us to this location. Yeah. You know, like we did a shoot at the Fabrication Yard, we did a shoot at the Latino Cultural Center. Yeah. Like those were, I thought those were solid ideas, and I've I've just got more, man. I, yeah. I, I've got so many things I want to do, and uh, I'm not. I'm I'm 29. I think 30 is going to be a great year for me. Mm. I can't wait, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about everything. Hell yeah! I'm not well, going to stop. I, nobody wants you to stop, so I'm glad that's the attitude right now. Um, and I, I'm honestly, like I said, excited for for this project, especially. Uh, I know all your other projects, emotional sand. It is what it is. Everything like that, y'all are working on, like is is working is cooking is doing like stuff so I, i'm excited that i appreciate y'all stopping by today like a lot honestly like it's, yeah thanks for having it's, us it's, absolutely having us. and anytime you want to come back just say the word and, like, i've, I've wanted to do one. this shit for a long time bro, so <laughs> Me too. i was stoked to be here he said it. i was like oh yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was really just fucking with him in the group chat i was like guys we got invited to the chill sounds and breakdowns podcast i'm gonna do it alone Dot, dot, dot. Actually, I'm going to take one of y'all. Who wants it? <laughs> I was like, fuck y'all. all y'all. It's me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's right, guys. It's fucking Cameron. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm bringing Cam. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be yeah, a fucking fun time. Um, so, yeah, I think thank you guys for coming by. Uh, again, excited for everything coming coming out. Uh, man, I don't got nothing else I have. I want to know more, but... I'm, I'm gonna let that suspense build because I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. So there's plenty coming out. Get so uh, Catch yeah. us at So What, playing with Emotional Zan on this and tour. Death Proof. And Death Proof and NASCAR Allo. You can play day both days? We're no. playing day two of Day two. Day, oh, okay, day yeah. two of So What. Sick, sick. All right. Uh, yeah, this has been episode 71 with uh, Spencer and Cameron of Immigration. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Breakdowns.